Grand Canyon, where hidden forces shape our ideas, beliefs, and experiences. And experiences. Join us as we uncover the stories between the canyon's colorful walls. Probe the depths and add your voice. Add your voice for what happens, what happens next. next at Grand Canyon. At Grand Canyon. Welcome. Okay. This is Jessica. This is Emily. And this is, and this, this is Behind the Scenery. So here we are sitting at the bottom of Grand Canyon, um, surrounded by Vishnu Sashist and Zoroaster Granite. And um, most people, when they come to Grand Canyon National Park to visit, they immediately have questions about the geology. Um, today, someone asked me, What's all that green rock? How would you answer that? Yeah. So that green rock is the bright angel shale layer. Um, The depositional environment for the sediment, when it lays down, it has to be able to form glauconite. Um, So glauconite is the reason that it's green. But what's interesting about that layer for a lot of people is that it's rich with fossils. And when you're hiking across it or moving across it, uh, there's a lot of worm tracks and tunnels, and uh, you can find trilobite track fossils out there pretty regularly as well. And when you're actually on that layer and looking at it, there's often a lot of different colors that you can see because of that shallow sea depositional environment that was present. What other questions do you get on the trail about geology? I get a lot of questions about how old things are. Mm. Like, how old is this rock that we're standing on? When people ask me that, I usually just tell them they're really old and that some are older than others. But another nice answer is that the newest rocks are on the top and they are 270 million years old. And then the oldest rocks are at the very bottom and they are between 1.8 and 1.6 billion years old. So we've got a whole spectrum here. Kate, can we find any dinosaur fossils here? The layers here at Grand Canyon predate all of the dinosaurs. Um, So on the very top layer, we see some sharks. Um, We found shark tooths and things like that. But a lot of the fossils that we find in Grand Canyon are um, other marine life. So we have a lot of trilobite fossils. We have shell fossils. um, We have different plant fossils that we can find in the canyon, like ferns. And then we also have um, fossilized tracks of uh, different animals that actually predate what we currently think of reptiles. So, Kaylee, are these the same rocks that we see at Zion here in Grand Canyon? Oh, yeah. Were you just at Zion National Park? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. I can't even lie when it makes sense to lie. Um, Yeah, most people come, or a lot of people come from Zion to the North Rim. So often people are comparing their experience to their experience at Zion. And it's an interesting question to answer because the rocks in Grand Canyon are completely different than the rocks that you see at Zion, in Zion Canyon, at Zion National Park. Um, But the very bottom layer of the Zion Canyon rocks is the very top layer of Grand Canyon's rocks. Um, So... Zion is essentially stacked on top of Grand Canyon. 
And that's because they're all part of the grand staircase kind of geologic formation. So um, you can even see the full staircase from some parts of the Kaibab Plateau. Yeah, it's hard to remember common questions that people ask about geology because we've worked in the canyon for a couple of seasons. And when people are hiking in the canyon, the questions are usually about where's the next water station? How do I fix my blisters? How do I hike out of here with success? And how might I survive the day? Um, But the cool thing is all those questions do relate to geology. The geology of Grand Canyon determines every part of a hiker's day down here. Sometimes at the end of a workday at Phantom Ranch, some of the rangers find themselves on the porch eating dinner. And sometimes we talk for hours about our favorite rock layers in Grand Canyon. And there's a lot of funny stories and experiences and emotions that are attached to different rock layers in Grand Canyon for different people. Inspired by these porch talks, we decided to go around and ask our coworkers and friends, what is their favorite geologic layer here at Grand Canyon and why? Uh, my name is Ranger Doug. I'm a second year summertime seasonal ranger at the North Rim of Grand Canyon National Park. My job is to meet and greet the public, answer questions, hand out information. So my question for you is, what is your favorite layer here at Grand Canyon? Geologic layer? Geologic layer. Uh, My favorite is the Coconino uh, because it's so distinctive. Uh, I can point it out to folks uh, at our outdoor visitor centers prominently seen there. Uh, last night, I was out at the uh, veranda behind the North Rim Lodge watching the sunset, and somebody asked where the village was in the Bright Angel Trail. And you can actually see the offset of the Coconino uh, where the Bright Angel Fault has uplifted the west side. And that's kind of a landmark that I look for for trying to find where the trail goes in and out of the canyon as well as the the village area just to the east of where the uh, coconino has been offset. So that's my favorite layer. My name is Matthew Baldwin. I work in the backcountry office uh, out of the Flagstaff office, and we issue river permits and backcountry permits and patrol the backcountry. My favorite rock layer here at Grand Canyon is going to be the coconino sandstone because uh, when you're hiking out from the bottom of the canyon, it means you're almost home, and just those big beautiful white cliffs with the cross bedding and the the sandstone. It's it's absolutely beautiful. So I lost my hat one time during a blizzard as I was hiking out and it got blown off a cliff and it was was just gone. So if you're ever near the South Kaibab Trail and you look over a cliff and you happen to see a green hat, it's mine. Bring it back, please. (laughs) How many miles of Under the Rim Grand Grand Canyon hiking have you done? Just so we know that like this is really the best and the worst layers. Um, overall or at yeah, one time? I remember you at. You know, it would be impossible to say how many. Um, if I had to estimate, it's probably upwards of, probably in the 20,000 range. Well, the Esplanade is an easy favorite um, for so many reasons. It just 
feels like a different planet, really. Um, you know, like in Lily, I feel like paints an amazing picture of the people who lived there before us because it was a very common layer for them to live in, you know, much like the Pete's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Esplanade's just got so much history and just so much beauty. Um, and it's really like nothing else in the canyon. Maybe somewhat comparable to parts of the Supai. You can get some sections of the Supai, particularly at its ends, that are very, um, very similar. But um, Esplanade is just amazing to me. It just feels like walking on Mars. Like just a whole untouched planet. It's, and it's, is it like also because it's easy to walk on? Like is that is that part of it? You think? Actually, it's really not easy mm-hmm. at all. Um, it, it's actually a lot of um, switch levels, switch leveling, and upping and downing. And you know, one of the challenges of the Esplanade is that you know there's a ton of cryptobiotic soil, and it can be very difficult to avoid the crypto. Like, very difficult. Yeah, so you, it gets very tedious. Um, now, if you don't care about cryptobiotic soil, yes, it would be easy walking. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, protecting the canyon, as we all do, it's a lot of sidestepping and rerouting and switch leveling. And then, like, you might be going on a level and it gives out, and now you have to, like, scramble up slick rock, which can be challenging mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, my name is Michael Wichman. I'm a backcountry guide for the Wildland Trekking Company. I've been uh, doing so for going on 13 years now. Worked for a couple other companies as well, but Wildland's my primary gig. I often say that this is a difficult place to have favorites in because every layer's got their own story to tell the different chapters at each uh, different location that they appear in the Grand Canyon. Um. Off the top of my head, I, I, I typically say the red wall limestone is my favorite layer uh, for several reasons. Uh, one, it has the most karst-like systems in it, the most caves. Uh, limestone is very porous, and water tends to percolate through it. And so we get beautiful cave structures. Uh, the condors tend to like to roost in those caves, um, just laying their eggs there with the fledgling's, fledgling's first flight coming off the huge red wall limestone. It can be a thousand feet thick at times uh, in certain places. Also, most of the water features tend to, like the waterfalls and such, tend to occur at the bottom of the red wall when the water that seeps through tends to hit the impermeable shale, cardinal shale below it. Uh, so I, lo- I love the red wall. Um, my other thought as I was talking about this is the, I get to pick two, the, <laughs> the uh, Chuar, Chuar formation over um, up in the Lava Chuar Canyon area, kind of by Ankar Delta, further upriver than here. Um, it gets really beautiful teals and turquoise, like beautiful wavy U-shaped features in it. Um, and it's a, a more unusual layer that you only see in that area. So I've only ever seen it um, on a couple of few river trips and by foot only twice. Uh, once my partner and I, we hiked from Nankaloop to Phantom off route and uh, that was one of the highlights of that trip uh the, the red wall for its commonality sort of or how often you see it and so every time that we're out here guiding or hiking personally uh you're almost always going through the red wall and so it's fun to see um the different ways that it takes shape and the different members of it seeing the coral bed fossils and whatnot inside it so it's it's nice to see the red wall as often as we see it
my name is Jesse Barden. I am the North Rim Interpretation Seasonal Supervisor. And I've been at the Canyon for like six years now. But the, the ones the ones that stand out to me the most are the red wall and the Muav limestone layers. They're kind of stacked right on top of each other. And um, I think they're just like, they, they do the coolest things. Um, they have the, they have all the cool caves. They have all the cool slot canyons. The Muav has all the flowing water and not all of the flowing water. But most of the major springs comes out of the Muav. Um, yeah, they're both just so excellent. Uh, memory of a route through the Red Wall. Um, it's called the Red Slide Route, and it's it's probably the first like um, really challenging off trail route that I've done in the canyon. And uh, me and my friend Darren. Uh, we're on a river trip, you know, and he and I decided to do this canyoneering route, um, down in Western Grand Canyon. And so we climbed up the red slide route to get to the canyon and the route description, uh, was only a few sentences. Um, and it said, you know, look for these things. You'll, you'll find some hoodoos. It's a little bit scrambly, um, made no mention of the, uh, fifth class climbing that we'd have to do on the way up. Um, so we, we started our, our trip at about six in the morning uh, in the dark. It was January, so it was pretty dark for, for a while. And we made our way slowly up this really steep slope and it's all like crumbly rocks, barely held together, um, like kind of like pebble sized, it seemed like. Um, and so at many of many of the points going up the first bit, uh, we were on all fours, like using our hands, using our feet. Um, and then we get to the top of this big kind of debris cone and we're just sort of looking around and looking at each other, like trying to figure out where the route goes. Cause we're really just hoping that we don't have to go up the 15 foot vertical cliff that's right in front of us. And then Darren spots a cairn at the top of that cliff and we're like, ah, guess we have to go up there. Um, and so, yeah, there ended up being three or four of those kinds of like short, fairly easy climbing, but like unprotected and fairly high consequence, like cliff bands um, that we had to navigate with heavy packs. And um, it was a, a tremendous relief when we finally got through that red wall section into the supai where the walking is pretty easy. I'm Jeff Caton. I'm one of the lead interpreters on the North Rim. You're the lead interpreter on the North Rim. I am the lead interpreter, yes. The only one. My favorite geologic layer is the Bright Angel Shale for a couple of silly reasons. One reason is I like the way it sounds when it crunches under my boots. A weird, a weird reason, but I like the way it sounds. Another reason is when it was the second time I came to the Grand Canyon, it was backpacking trip that went not terribly wrong, but pretty wrong. Um, I got sick. I ignored everything the rangers said. Like, I went out of my way to just check off like and not do what the rangers said to not do. And I woke up and I was sick. And this isn't good. And I remember the sound of it under my boots. I stopped maybe at Salt Creek. So I stopped somewhere for the hot part of the day. And then about three or four, I started hiking again. There were a few clouds and I probably started throwing up. So I remember that, the sound of the bright angel under my boots and kneeling on it to puke several times. 
My name's Elissa Shella, and I'm a park ranger here at Grand Canyon. My favorite geologic layer is by far the Tapete Sandstone. I think it just being able to look at and touch and see all of those sediments in that layer gives you the opportunity to really kind of transform yourself back in time and think about all the different ancient landscapes that the canyon has been through throughout its lifespan. When I think of the Tapetes, I think of all of the years that I worked down at Indian Garden as a ranger and all of the times we went down into the Tapetes Narrows, you know, getting to talk with people, people that were just excited to be down there, some people that are, were struggling to get through that section and up to the Indian Garden Campground. I think it's, it's packed with beauty and suffering. Behind the Scenery is brought to you by the Interpretation Team at Grand Canyon National Park. We gratefully acknowledge the Native peoples on whose ancestral homelands we gather, as well as the diverse and vibrant Native communities who make their home here today. 